Welcome to BCM Reviews. I'm your host, Brian, and today we'll be doing our list for top five films of 2022. Now, before we start, um, for those who are on the know, I have done a little hiatus for about six months due to reasons regarding how I was recording podcasts previously. And due to that, I, I've, um, I wasn't able to do more of it. So now that I have my shit straight, I am able to do some more podcasting and all that stuff. And, you know, we good. We, you know, we, we doing, we're fly. You know, we're balling. You know what I mean? So <laughs> anyway, um, so enough of that. I'm not alone, as I'm sure you've heard. Um, I'm here with a friend of mine, Carl. Right now, uh, we are doing the top five films of 2022. Who knows, I might do a top five to 10 films of 2022 later on this year, maybe. And, um, you know, we'll see. And yeah, all that stuff. So introduce yourself, Carl. Thanks for having me. Well, um, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like always, um, I'm happy to be here doing this again with you for like the hundred times because you're, you're my boy and I love doing reviews with you, bro. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So what we're, what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to talk about the best films of the year, the top five, of course. So we're going to do it by, we're going to start with five, and then we're going to go all up to one. So it should be a really interesting discussion. So we're going to talk about, you know, what we love about the movie, what we didn't like, you know, the flaws, good discussions, good vibes, all that stuff. Yeah. Feel what, you feel what I'm saying? Of course. Let's see if you're going to have a better list than me, bro. I, I don't see. know. Maybe you might have a better, better list than me. Who knows, you know? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we'll, let's see. Let's see. Um, all right, give me a minute. All right. So let's get started. Um, I'm going to let you start first. Okay. For my number five, I put Doctor Strange. Multiverse okay. of Madness. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, ex explain. I'm pretty sure you you remember because we were at the same movie yeah, yeah 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 but i didn't really get a chance to really talk about the movie in in uh, full length with you true true um i have more cons than pros bro okay like, um the only good thing well in my own opinion for that movie was it was good to see like the old cast absolutely you know, after the whole blimp thing that happened mm -hmm. it was it felt like a fresh uh clean slate bro like it felt nice um that's that was the only good thing for me but then <laughs> for the cons the story was a mess it was all over the places it felt like it was rushed I was kind of disappointed. It was uh, WandaVision season two. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. The whole plot didn't make sense, bro. Like her having kids. I don't think people would actually kill other people for kids. Like, like. Uh, you know, people are crazy she, nowadays, you know? Some people, yeah, true. But like, she could have fixed it by having a new husband, a new boyfriend, and ask him to like. A new vibrator. Thank you to get her pregnant because the girl wanted kids. I'm like, okay, her having kids, okay, probably it's because she hates being alone because she lost her brother, she lost mm -hmm. vision. It kind of makes sense, but the whole thing was like, it was weird. It felt mm -hmm. like a kid 
a, a little girl wants to play as a mommy. Mm, okay, I follow you. I follow yeah. you. I mean, I mean, I like the film. It was very um, different and unique. It's very. It's not your usual type of MCU movie. No. And, but at the same time, kind of plays within that playground. Of course, as we know, uh, Sam Raimi's back in the director's chair making this movie. And we, when me and you were discussing the um, the Spider-Man movies, we talked about Sam Raimi and how. There might be your pros, there might be your cons by having him direct a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. But I mean, so far, I think he really did a really good job. I think I really like Benedict Cumberbatch as a as Doctor Strange. I think um, Elizabeth Olsen did a great job, the cast and all that stuff. But of course, there are like a lot of flaws with it. Um, I think that a fan expectation killed the movie. That's for one. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I think, I I think that the Illuminati had no business being in that movie. Personally, I I don't care about Jim from the Office playing a, a Mr. Fantastic. I I love seeing uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X again, but he had no business being in that movie. Um. Forgot about him, bro. Yeah, Love yeah. Him. And he died a third time. There you go. <laughs> he, he, he died in X-Men Last Stand. He died in um in Days Logan. Oh, no. In Logan, right? Yeah, Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah. And he died in uh Doctor Strange, which yeah. is crazy, you know what I mean? And you know, I mean it, it's good and all that stuff. You know, there are a lot of stuff I enjoy about it, but it's not a film in which I think I'll have to I'll I'll rewatch, you know. No. And it's um it's one of the divisive films of Phase Four, in my opinion. You know, it was, and also yeah. I want to add some some stuff. A the movie tried to be a classic horror movie, if you get what I mean. Like with those like jump scared. I know that's like Sam Raimi's like style, his thing. Yeah, his style, but like it was a. Doctor it doesn't. Strange. It doesn't work uh, nowadays. You know, when you it have doesn't. like better horror movies. You know what I mean. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So also, oh, go ahead. there's a, a lot of screaming. If you remember Spider-Man, Mary Jane was known for screaming, but then yeah. the girl, America, mm -hmm. if that's her name, America Chavez. Yeah. Yes, she kept screaming like like Mary Jane, bro. That that stuff was giving me PTSD, bro. Like, it's not my thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not my thing. It's like Doctor Strange was trying to be something else, but like at the end. I didn't really enjoy it as the first one. That's my I, I agree. I agree. Um, so my number five is Top Gun Maverick. Now, what? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I like the movie. I don't think that this is the best film I've ever seen. Um, of course, as you know, it's Tom Cruise. So, you know, you're going to see... Tom Cruise do what Tom Cruise does, you know, justifying stunts, putting his life on the line as per usual, you know, doing his thing. And, um, you know, I remember I didn't see the movie in theaters, but I saw it on um, when it went, came out in streaming. And I remember watching it and I was like, okay, you know, I, I understand why people would go see this movie because, you know, it's, um, it's one of those legacy sequels when you have a very loved actor by the masses and Tom Cruise and everything and all that stuff. And you have like 
have you have you seen it carl by the way yeah 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 so you know how like you know all the airplane scenes were like real they actually had the actors flying those planes and all of that stuff and i really enjoyed a lot of the the death-defying stunts um i think the cast was great you know miles teller um john ham all, all those actors and all that stuff so what do you think about it carl yeah jennifer conley what, what do you think yeah. about it carl i loved it i mm. loved it um i'm not gonna say too much because it's in my list but mm. all i'm gonna say is i loved it yeah i mean here's my thing personally i think it's overrated um i don't think that it deserves the praise that it gets i i i saw the original film before seeing the the, the latest the newest one um and the film is very 80s you know it has the 80s yeah. cheese and it's very how can i say it it's very tailor suited for for it's made for a certain demographic you know more of your uh your jocks your white males and all that stuff you know what i mean yeah so that's pretty much my two cents on it i liked it it, it, it was a pretty good movie again it proves it proves that um like the Hollywood stars, like the 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 Hollywood star can still bring money into the box office. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, people, you know, love Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Do you like Tom sure. Cruise? Of course, of course. I'm just I'm not gonna say too much because it, it's in my list. That's why. All right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so let's go with your number four, Carl. My number four, I put Lo uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay yeah um it was good to see jane again if that's her name jane yeah jane, huh? uh, jane foster uh mighty yeah. Thor. yeah yeah it was good to see her again the movie had really good humor you know mm. it's a thor movie like you expect like funny jokes funny moments mm. the visuals it was stunning you know like their their costume well thor's costume was like 10 out of 10 bro mm. i fuck with it um the cons bro um the cgi was kind of rushed in some parts if you remember mm -hmm. i remember yeah yeah um another part um love and thunder felt like ragnarok 2.0 it didn't feel like a real sequel that we mm -hmm. deserved mm -hmm. i felt uh i don't remember the end because i fell asleep like <laughs> that's how bad the ending was for me mm. i was like really disappointed because um love and thunder was like one of my most anticipated movie of 2022 and then mm -hmm. and it shows that um marvel mm. they should put quality over quantity because they mm. released a lot of movies and projects that some of their like like good titles yeah kind of fell off same thing yeah, I, I agree yeah, yeah i agree i i agree um i really was expecting a lot more from from um from thor love and thunder i think that given what taika did with ragnarok especially with you know because i remember there was a time when thor was kind of like almost forgotten about in the mcu like during phase three i think this was what after um after uh age of ultron and thor was doing his thing and all that stuff and came to a point where 
like the two like main characters that were like really interesting were Iron Man and Captain America. And the big question was, well, what we're, uh, what we're going to do about Thor? How do we make him interesting? And how do we, um, how, how is he going to fit into the thing of um, Infinity War and Endgame? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that Taika brought something where he, he, he kind of like, I can say, gave the character of Thor like a, a, a boost of adrenaline. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you're about to die in a video game, then bam, you get a boost of adrenaline. You know what I mean? And I think that for what he did was very unique and very interesting. Um, I do think, personally, they shouldn't have made Thor Love and Thunder because I don't really know, wh wh where do you bring Thor after, you know? Like, where do you push that character afterward, after the events of Endgame, you know what I mean? And I don't think the Guardians needed to be in that movie, personally. Um, forgot about them. The goats were funny at first, but after a while they became annoying. You know, personally, I would have, uh, I would have, you know, killed them and made some good meat out of them. Personally, <laughs> I don't blame you, bro. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, it it was a good movie. I mean, personally, um, what I would want is for them to take Thor a bit more seriously in the fifth one. Assuming if they're going if they're going to make one, I would hope that they borrow some elements from the God of War games, like God of War, God of War Ragnarok, all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, like take some inspiration out of that. And you know, I also love Christian Bale. To be quite honest with you, you know, I know that there were times where he felt a little goofy at times, but overall, you know, it's great to see Christian Bale. You know, I I feel like sometimes Christian Bale he was like kind of underused. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. But like, I don't know, Love and Thunder, for me, it looks like Thor's story is like coming to an end. Like there's nothing else to like. I think you can. I mean, the way that they ended with um, Hercules and, you know, you might have a, like a beef between, you know, the Greek gods versus the Norse gods and all that stuff. Yeah. So if I were... If I were Kevin Feige, man, I would take inspiration from the God of War games. Like Honestly, you make yeah. it, you make it more like how can you say? You don't, you don't make it too attached to the MCU, but you have Thor, let's say, closer closer to the age of his father, where he's like, you know, he has a bit of gray in his beard and all that stuff, and you kind of give it a bit more Logan vibes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kind of similar to um, God of War, the 2018 game. And he is sort of like on the run, you know, because Hercules like hunting him down and all that stuff. So I, I really think you can do really something really cool and, and interesting with that. Um, so yeah, is that everything you, you wanted to add, Carl? Or is there like something that's like, all that's it? Okay, that's so clear. now when it came to my uh, fourth movie, um, I was a bit uh, how can you say trapped because I didn't really know what I could put, you know what I mean? Because there are a yeah. lot of good movies that came out this year and there's going to be a lot more other movies coming out this year with, um, you know, you have the Brendan Fraser movie, uh, The Whale and, and the Knives Out and all that stuff. So I was kind of uh, trapped. So for my fourth movie, I chose The Norseman. 
Oh. So yeah, so have you heard? Do you, have you heard about that one, Carl? I heard about it, but I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's really good. It's um, it's kind of like um, have you seen Braveheart? Of course, yeah. All right, yeah. All right. so it's kind of like Braveheart, but it's um, you know, it's about Vikings and all that stuff, yeah. and it's about um, this um, this guy played by um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who is Bill Skarsgård's brother. Who is the son of Stone Skarsgård? You know, so you have the whole the Skarsgård family, and he plays a Viking who is looking for vengeance for the uh, death of his father and all that stuff. So it's a really good movie. I really like the um, the director uh, Robert Eggers. He made uh, two other films that I really like, like The Witch and The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, Willem Dafoe, uh, Robert Pattinson, you know, Batman and Green Goblin, you know, and all that stuff. But, <laughs> but you know, it's a really good movie. I, I highly recommend people to watch it if you're into, like, Vikings and all that stuff. So I'd really enjoy seeing kind of, I know I'm backtracking a bit, but, like, kind of them taking that same tone with uh, the Fifth Thor movie. But anyway, um Great film, great performances. I really enjoyed uh, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, um, Willem Dafoe is in it as well. So I, I really recommend those um, a lot of people to to, to watch it. Um, what what do you know about the movie, Carl? Do you, you like you know nothing, or this is like the first I don't time know you heard about it? A lot of things, but I've seen like a few clips. But then it's like one of those movies I really want to see, but I don't have the time. Mm, okay, I understand. That's me too. Like nowadays, you have so many movies, so many TV shows. You're like, yo, what? What do you focus your energy on? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a so, movie that I'm gonna see. That's for sure. All right. So, what is your um, number three, Carl? My number three, I put The Gray Man. I don't the know Gray if you've seen the movie. I seen the half of it. I haven't seen finished the rest of it. Uh, uh. Now you you tell me why you like the Gray Man, Carl. The Gray Man, phenomenal cast. You have Chris Evans. You have my wife Anna de Arma. You have Ryan Gosling. You have Jean. I forgot his name, but you have a great oh, cast. Oh yeah, the, the the brother from um, Bridgerton. Yes, this guy, bro. This movie, perfect cast. A dream cast, bro. Yeah, I agree. It's a really dream cast. It's a dream cast. Um, it, uh, it's directed by, of course, the Russo brothers, who, came, who you know, from Avengers Endgame, all that stuff. I, um, when I was watching Carl, it was kind of hard for me to watch because it just felt so generic. Um, you know, you have, of course, you, you know, Ryan Gosling versus Chris Evans, which is a really good good pairing um i just I, I don't know carl like i couldn't finish it because i just felt like it was just so i don't know predictable the action scenes were cool and all that stuff and i'm just i'm kind of also worried about the russo brothers you know because after endgame like what do they do moving forward you know what i mean like a lot of their films that they've been making haven't been well received yeah. top you know and all that stuff but I mean, if you liked it, Carl, that's great, you know. But for yeah. me, ha having seen like half of it, 
I, I wasn't impressed. No, but like the reason why I re I really liked it is because it has like a James Bond vibe, and James Bond he's my dog. At the mm. same time, like they're trying to like hunt hunt down, uh, I forgot his name, Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. That was interesting, and the humor with Chris Evan. I wasn't expecting that guy to be funny, but he's actually funny. Yeah, but like, yeah. uh, the things I didn't like about the movie too much VFX, too much mm -hmm. green screen. Mm -hmm. The plot was like mixed up. Mm -hmm. the, the guy from the show that you mentioned, Jean something, he was trying to be a villain, but at the same time, I, I, I felt cringe. Mm, okay, I agree. You know? I agree. But like, at the end of the day, I enjoyed the movie it was a good like good movie to watch at 10 a.m that's what i like <laughs> okay 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 it's a, like yeah. it's a good it's a good movie to fall asleep on yeah i agree i i, I fell asleep twice when i was watching that shit you know for real no, no, no. <laughs> like it took me three tries to, to actually finish the movie but yeah. i actually enjoyed it a bit a yeah bit. all right all right fair enough fair enough um Oh, yeah, I asked you number three. Okay, my number three. Um, so my number three is Nope by Jordan Peele. Have you uh, seen that movie? Tell me about it. No, no, oh. I wasn't in the country. When oh the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember. Uh, so Nope is a film, of course, directed by Jordan Peele, who brought us Get Out and uh, Us. So there was a lot of intrigue and conversation regarding what was this film about so the film to summarize it is about these two siblings daniel uh, daniel kula and um kiki palmer kiki. who yeah kiki palmer who um have to you know who live in this ranch and they have to uh they notice that strange things are happening around them like their animals are disappearing the the, the the horses or strange things happening in their ranch where they have to how can you say prove to the world of what is going on and all that stuff so it's a really interesting film um i'm not spoiling anything for you because you haven't seen it yet so i'd highly recommend that whenever you have the time you watch it you know what i mean quick question um the movie does it have like aliens because I've yes. seen like yes, okay. yes. Okay. it has aliens. And I really love this movie. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's not as good as Get Out. And I remember I went to go see it with my sisters, and they had said that I don't know, the movie wasn't well fleshed out, and the movie wasn't um what's the word for it? well thought of and well constructed and it seems that either by the pressure that jordan peele was getting from the studio that he was told like yo listen you need to you know make this film and all that stuff you know but overall for what it was i enjoyed it i, I enjoyed the, the the look of the movie the cinematography the performances by daniel kalu as always he palmer was a was a standout you had uh steven yun as we know from Walking Dead yeah. and uh, Invinci Invincible, you know, 
yeah. which I'm excited for season two, Ooh, by the way. Two. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I- I'm really excited um, for that. And this film is a really great film. And I do hope that, you know, this film particularly kind of gives more credence to uh, Jordan Peele as a filmmaker. You know, people kind of consider him more and more. You know what I mean? And I'm really excited for his next film, you know, whenever it comes out. All right. All right. So, do you have anything to add on, Carl? Um, not a lot. I just, you just know, like you, you, how. Right? No, it's just like the way that you're like explaining the movie. It makes me want to watch it like right after this. Podcast. All right, yo, listen, that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. All right. So, uh, number two. What is your number two, Carl? My number two, the Batman. Okay, but the thing is, my number one, number two, I was like, right. it was hard. Mm. Like, the Batman, what can I say, bro? What can I say, bro? I like, agree. I agree. It, it's my number two as well. The Batman, yeah. it was better than what I was expected. The Batman, Batman, he's my favorite super or well, anti-hero. He's not a hero. I don't consider him a hero. Mm. Like... The cast, amazing cast. Robert Pattinson did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. He, you can tell that he put his blood, his soul, his sweat into that role because he played perfectly. Mm-hmm. Why? He did the perfect detective Batman, something we haven't seen in a long time. We only see that in the show, in the cartoon. In, in the comics, too. Yeah. In the comics, too, yes. And he did it perfectly. And... uh the villains, Penguin, Riddler, good. Catwoman. Cat. Well, you didn't like Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman? It was good, boy. But you know the, the thing is that she, like uh, like uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, she hasn't, she's Catwoman, but she's not yet that fully realized version okay. of Catwoman that you know from the, from the comics, but... Yeah. You know, I, I like Zoe Kravitz. I do think that her parts within the story felt a little wonky at times, but yes. overall, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her, um, maybe in the sequel or something. We'll see. Um, but, yo, listen, as I've, th- I've been saying this, and, you know, if you know me, you know, the Batman in 2021 was my most anticipated year, yeah. anticipated film of the year. And I was very excited to see what Matt Reeves was going to do because, as I'm sure you know, that originally it was supposed to be Ben Affleck's movie, but I was really interested in seeing like what he what he, what he was going to do with this particular version of Batman. And you know, you have a great cast and Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and he did and, a really good job too, bro. Yeah, people were saying, you know twilight and all that stuff oh my god calling uh emo bruce wayne i'm like bro you don't <sighs> you know when you think about it, batman is emo when you think about yes, it. yes but the thing that people didn't get they're not true fans they just wanted to watch the movie if you were a true fan of batman bruce wayne when he became batman in his early years he couldn't like yeah um, how do i yeah. say this he couldn't like uh play himself as well yeah you know you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of uh have you read uh batman zero year 
the comic book. I've seen, oh, bro, that was a long time ago. So this was in, I believe, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, in that version, Batman is like, a rec- Bruce Wayne is like a recluse in that one. He isn't like Robert Panson, but he's more like um, a version that he doesn't really want to be known in public. He's like, uh, yes. and he, you know, all that stuff. He He's mainly focused on being Batman. Batman, yeah. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. I do hope that in the sequel we see him be that, that playboy, playboy, and all that stuff. Yeah. And you know, I like I said, you know, I love this movie. For, for those who want to want to know about my thoughts, um, look at my episode on on the Batman and all that stuff. And I enjoyed it. I, it's not the it's not a perfect film, but it, it's a film where it's a film where I think you, it's not the best film that has Batman, but it's the best, it's the, um, how can you say, it's not the best film that has Batman, but it's a film that has the best Batman. I mean, if you think about it, whether you love Batman, the animated series, rest in peace, Kevin yeah. Conroy, if I might add. Um, if you read the comic books, like this is, that definitive version of Batman that you grew up with, you know what I mean? And I do feel that the third act was kind of, you know, here and there. I don't think the Joker was necessary. Um, But having seen the deleted scene, I'm interested. Yeah, but like, also, I just wanted to add, like, that for me, in my own opinion, that was the, the, the way that they represent Batman in his first two years, like he doesn't even call himself Batman. He calls him, call himself uh, Vengeance. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was so <sighs> realistic. Yeah. It didn't I feel agree. like all oh, like all oh, like brand new suit, all oh, like brand new bat that mobile. No, no, no. no. Yeah, it so... was really realistic. Yeah. The bat mobile, bro, it was fly. Yeah, was I agree. Fly. I agree. The speed, oh, I oh know, like God. when 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 penguin we was chasing penguin yeah all that stuff yeah and yeah i mean i'm looking forward to what uh, matt reese does with this version of batman i know that we're getting the uh the penguin show pretty soon uh i know they're filming in new york i believe next year uh and then there's the arkham asylum show that's attached to it and then there's the gcpd show so and then i heard that the penguin show is going to be like in between the first film and the second film Okay, okay. Yeah. That's what I heard. But yeah. all I'm going to say is DC fans are were eating good soon with the Batman series and, and other projects. Yeah. We, who knows? We might talk about this later. We might talk about James <laughs> Gunn, the whole DC thing after the podcast. <laughs> we're going to talk about That's it. Good. I'm, I'm very Sounds interested good. in that. Sounds good. All right. So we both talked about our two, uh, our number two film of the year. We've done that. So I'm going to pass it on to you, Carla. What is your number one film of the year? My number one film of the year is your number five movie. I'll go with Top Gun Maverick. All right. Explain, Carl. Because Top Gun felt like a fresh air, bro. Like, there was no... How can I say this without getting canceled? No politics. It felt like a really good classic movie. Just amazing story. Uh, amazing soundtracks, engaging performance by each um, cast. 
members mm-hmm. and then each cast member had like a like had a role to play and mm-hmm. for me it was realistic the meaningful emotional like scenes between goose's son which it was played by miles taylor well his name in the movie was bradley i think yeah but like the way he hated maverick well tom mm. cruise was like realistic because tom cruise kept on like rejecting his like application to get to like fly mm-hmm. which i do think it's because maverick had like ptsd he didn't want him to die just like his dad mm. in the movie like the the beach scene bro the beach scene when they're playing football in some yeah that's a good movie it for me i enjoyed it a lot mm. it felt short um but the cons i they're very they're, they're very little i mean i do like little. the um I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the uh, the whole like love interest story. I mean, if anything, if they had cut that out, then maybe I don't know. Maybe it would have made a better film. But anyway, overall, the reason why they added a love scene, they just wanted Maverick to have like a love interest because yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I agree. on his career, but I don't think that it was uh, executed necessary. and executed well. very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh what else uh, oh yeah so yeah i mean i've already told you what i thought about uh, top gun maverick and uh you know for what it is i liked it um all right so what is my number one so in case some of y'all are on the know i think i may even posted it about a week ago uh is everything everywhere all at once have you really seen yes i heard yes. about it Yo, listen, this is a, a great film. Um, it is a film that has a great cast. You know, you have Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn, the mother. You have, um, I forget the actor's name, but he was, he played short round in Indiana in, in the Temple of Doom. Um, it just has a great cast, honestly. I mean, I love this film. You know, this is a, a film that comes out in the middle of a time where there's a lot of uh, how can you say ip you know you have your marvel your your dc all that stuff and this is a very original film that tackles the multiverse way better than doctor strange and the multiverse of madness it has great fight scenes it has great humor it has an incredible story about uh, uh love acceptance and the world that we live in today and all that stuff and the way that it tackles that it's very exceptional it's it's interesting and i personally think that film deserves all of the awards true true so you have never seen this film carl like have, no. you, have you have you seen the trailer i've seen clips not the trailer so just this year i've been really busy that's oh, why. It's, it, it's, it's all right. I mean, I just really recommend that, you know, whenever you have the time, check this movie out. It's really funny. Okay. <laughs> and there's a scene with, um, matter of fact, I don't even want to tell you this, Carl, because it's so good that it, it, you're going to laugh, Carl. All right. But where can I watch it, though? Um, 
I'll tell you after the podcast. Uh, after the podcast, sounds good, bro. All right. Um, but anyway, you know, of course, you know the film that we mentioned. You know, great films, of course. You know that we loved. Yeah. And you know, we do hope that 2023 gives us a lot of other great films, such as, of course, you know, Ant Man three. Uh, Guardians 3, the John Wick film, John Wick 4, John Wick. and all that stuff. So I'm very excited to see all that happening and all that stuff. So, of course. Hey, don't forget the oh. Barbie movie, bro. The Barbie movie. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? I'm more interested in figuring out how uh, Christopher Nolan made an atomic explosion without CGI. We'll see. Well, I I want to know. I'm curious at this point. And not only that, don't forget Mission Impossible 7 too. Don't forget Transformer. <laughs> All right. I mean, you know, this is something I've mean to ask. Do you want to review the Transformers movies? You know, me and you. Like of one, all, one all the way till Transformers 1 all the way till Bumblebee? Yeah, for sure. All right, sure. We can do that. So of course, these are our top five films of the year. Uh, this is, of course, me, Brian Wienzi, BCM Reviews, and I'm, of course, joined with Carl. So these are our top five films. So, you know, of course, as if you love movies and all that stuff, please share it, you know, let people know and all that stuff. And I'll be trying to do my best to do as much more content as possible because, you know, I've been absent for a while, but I just want to let it be known that BCM Reviews is back and we ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I like to hear. All right, though. All right, then. So bye, y'all. <laughs>